Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Hey y'all, this is Roz and Callie Picardo. Welcome to the Better Together podcast. And we've been asking some friends what they wanted to hear us talk about and wrestle with. And we've covered a variety of topics like finances and forgiveness and, you know, making a budget and generosity and work and those types of things. But there's one topic that was interesting that somebody brought up and that is for singles. Dating. How do you find the right person? How do you recognize imposters, as we like to call them, those men or women who might come along that you think, oh, is this the right person? Is this who God's brought into my life? And it's like, nope, they just looked like the right person, but it was not a good fit. So we just want to share, first of all, our story and then maybe some you know, just different unsolicited advice, if you will, of what we've experienced and what we've seen and just pass it along to you and hope and pray that it's helpful. Yeah. So one day I went to Starbucks for a business meeting. I had never met with this guy before, but he was in marketing and he said, hey, will you meet me at Starbucks? That's where I normally meet with folks. And I was a church planter in Lexington, Kentucky, and I was meeting with a marketing agent who was going to help our church market this new venture that we were doing and so I had a meeting with him and just so happened after the meeting uh, he had another meeting with Callie and so we ran into each other and he introduced us he said hey here's Roz he's a church planner he started a movie theater down a church down in the movie theater downtown and here's Callie she helps people with charitable giving and works at the Christian Community Foundation and We realized we had some common friends, so that's always a good sign, right? And so I got her card because I thought she was cute and wanted to take her out, and she thought it was just a business meeting. Well, he emailed my work email and said, hey, seems like we had some friends in common. I'd love to grab coffee with you at some point if that works. I thought, oh, to my work email, ask me a coffee. I helped mainly individuals with their giving, but I often would work with pastors and ministry leaders to help them with their fundraising, with their donors and supporters. So I thought, hey, this is a business meeting. And I show up at what I thought was a business meeting and Roz had a different impression. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a date because it was in the afternoon, like a coffee date. And we had no donors or really any givers at the time and so I was just really wanting to get to know this you know lovely young lady and so I started to ask her questions about herself and steering it to more personal but she stayed away from that. I kept turning it back to well tell me more about the givers of Embrace Church and about halfway through the meeting I pulled out an informational folder about National Christian Foundation and um, my jaw dropped (laughs) at that moment because I wasn't expecting that and I looked down and realized oh he doesn't have a ring on his finger I mean I know not all pastors are married but I just kind of I'd never met one that wasn't so I just assumed he was married and so I try to quickly recover but I didn't because I'm not that good on the fly like that especially 
And, and I was on work time. I mean, it was in the afternoon of a weekday. I was on work time. I wasn't going to be going on a date on work time. I mean, for those who don't know me, I am a very much a, a rule follower and like, hey, no, there's a right way to do things. And I'm a rule breaker. And so, <laughs> but anyway, we had a good time talking and then we went out on a date, a, a real date. A real date. That. We both knew it was a date. <laughs> but in the middle of that... Um, well, not in the middle, but at, at the, the end. end of that, um, which was an awesome day, Callie, you know, shared with me something that, again, left me shocked. Apparently, I have that effect on Roz. Um, at the, I had been praying and praying and praying, and I didn't feel like God wanted me to date Roz. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is a pastor. He's a man of God. I don't need to be distracting him if we're not supposed to be dating. But I didn't, I really liked him. So I didn't want to call him and tell him. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe we'll just end things gently at the end of the date. But it was a really good date. And so here he is dropping me off saying, hey, I'd love to do this again sometime. And I'm, my response is, you know, I've been praying about this. and I don't feel like God wants me to date you. And so I was devastated and I was upset with her um, for about a week. And then I felt the Lord saying, she already has feelings for you, but pray that I release her um, to have that green light from the Lord. And so that was my prayer. And so we had mutual friends. So one Friday evening, we ended up at the same place. And Roz said, hey, can we go outside and go for a walk? And so he shared that with me that, you know, when he heard my response, he thought, oh, that's Christian cop out, like God told me not to. Well, how can you argue with that? But I had been praying and I felt like that's what the Lord said. So he told me that, but then how God shifted his prayers that God would release me. And then he couldn't think of anything to say. <laughs> so then he told me that again. And again and again. And he couldn't come up with anything to say. So then I was like, well, I guess we should walk back now. <laughs> but needless to say, um, what ended up happening then? Well, Roz went away on a conference and then sent me an email while he was down at, at this conference and had an update. But then at the end, he closed it with a closing that said, and may God hold you and lead you by the hand. And God had just told me that exact phrase when I was praying through something the night before. And my immediate response was, God, I love this guy. And then I thought, wait, what? Where? where did those feelings come from? And I felt like God just kind of assured me and said, Callie, those feelings are from me. So I called Roz up and I said, Hey, you know how I told you mm -hmm. that I felt like God told me not to date you. Like I, um, I feel like maybe that's changed. Would you be open to dating? And I didn't want to come off too eager, but I was excited and we dated, um, for how many months? Then? Oh, I don't even know. We married less than a year later. And so that's our story. But along the way, um, prior to us meeting each other, we did have imposters and we really encountered people that, man, we try to stay away from or we wish we had seen the warning signs. So I experienced that because I was previously married and went through a devastating divorce because my spouse at the time was you know, having an affair and all different types of stuff, but I should have seen some red flags beforehand and even in others that I dated. And I had some red flags along the way too. Um, some that I had learned from is one, you know, if you, I had a guy I dated that my friends kept telling me, hey, he's not good for you. And when your loved ones, those that care about you so much are telling you, hey, this person's not good for you. And you're hearing it from multiple sources. 
there's a good chance there's something going on you need to listen to. Yeah, I mean, God speaks to us not just through um, impressions or even thoughts in Scripture, but we know also through the counsel of the saints or the people that are gathered together. And so, um, you know, having those voices of trusted, wise people so that is a red flag when your friends and your family and, and you have multiple sources, it's more of confirmation than anything else. Um, another one that I would say is a red flag is someone who talks all about their old exes and they tear them down all of the time. And so they just continue to bring it up maybe on a first date or a second date. And that's all that they ever talk about. And say he or she is crazy and you know the list goes on and on and on because before you know it they're going to be talking about you so someone who's constantly talking about old exes that's a red flag another red flag i dated a guy that you know once i became a christian i made that a criteria you know we've got to share a love for jesus christ that's first in my life so that needs to be first in the life of the person that i'm gonna Marry, and I'm probably not going to marry someone I haven't dated. So that's my criteria for dating as well. But um, I was dating a guy, and we were, you know, volunteering periodically together, like to serve in a Sunday school class or some other things. And I felt like every time we volunteered to serve for something, I ended up having to take care of him. And I said, this is ridiculous. Like we're signing up to help others and here like he's being needy and needs my attention. And I felt like every time I was trying to serve God, he was distracting me and pulling me away from that. Um, so I know I shared some of this in our first episode, but that's where my prayer came from. God, if I'm supposed to get married, let it be someone we can serve you better together than we can apart. And so that became one of my, um, my main litmus test The okay, together, are we growing closer to God or is the guy I'm dating distracting me from God? Yeah. The, if somebody is distracting you from your life call and purpose and not encouraging you in that, that's probably a good sign that it's not the best fit. Another red flag for me is um, even in friendships. I mean, someone who's constantly talking about themselves and never asks you a question. Uh, you ever notice that? Maybe it's um, kind of that narcissistic behavior. It's all about them or all about their family or all about, you know, the different things that are going on in their life, but they never ask you your thoughts or your opinions or any of those things. And one closely tied to that is if you're dating someone who's jealous of you, which seems silly, but I was dating a guy and he... It, he, he said, gosh, I just, I feel like you're the man in this relationship because you're working longer hours and I know you're probably making more money than me. And it left him feeling insecure. Like I needed a guy that was secure in who he was and didn't need me to detract or diminish who I was in order to build him up and make his ego stronger. I needed someone that wasn't threatened by me and I wasn't threatened by him, but that together we were encouraging each other to be our best. Another red flag is somebody that tries to drive a wedge between you and your family and friends. So they try to isolate you from everyone else. They're not wanting to spend time getting to know your world and the people around it. And so they want you all to themselves and nobody else. Mm -hmm. What other ones? I've got some green lights, but um, one more, one more red flag. Um, 
they have a different set of financial values than you and refuse to do anything about it. And so, uh, you know, I dated one uh, person who had debt, you know, in the six figures um, because of student loans and all that. And it was really a red flag for me that I decided not to pursue the relationship any further. But sometimes we fail to recognize that someone else's debt becomes our debt, especially when we get married and live life together. And not that different financial backgrounds should immediately exclude someone. I think no. the key there that you shared, Roz, was that they had different set of values, set of values and they weren't willing to do, take the right steps to move forward. Cause you and I come from different financial mm -hmm. backgrounds as well. Um, but we, came into marriage with the perspective of, hey, when you get married, two become one. That means two sets of finances become one. Um, our debts are shared and our assets are shared. Um, if you are going into a marriage feeling like you need a prenuptial agreement, that might be a, a red flag. I know there are various reasons people do prenuptial agreements, but if you going in are like, oh, we're gonna have to have one because I don't trust them with finances, that can be a red flag right off the bat. So what are green flags that we look for? Yeah, some some green lights are those shared shared values. Um, I remember when we were doing premarital counseling, our uh, the pastor doing it for us, and we highly recommend premarital counseling. Start off the page talking about everything that getting as much as you can out in the open, but he shared with us, the two criteria that make for a strong marriage are one, having a similar faith or value system, and two, um, having good communication. So someone that you can talk openly and honestly with without fear is really good. But also then, you know, if you have a strong faith background, making sure the person you're dating or marrying shares that. Um, if you don't have a faith background, um, I know most of our listeners do, but not all necessarily, you know, if you have similar values, like who you are as a person, what impacts your identity, having those values shared is really important. I would say, um, a green flag or, you know, one of the things is they want the person inspires you to be a better version of yourself and in God. And so I, wouldn't be the man I am today without Callie. I wouldn't be the father I am today without her either. And so it inspires me to be better. It inspires me to want to improve and work on different things um, in my life so that I'm really bettering myself. And I feel the same way. You know, I'm so blessed to have a spouse who sees the God potential in me that I don't even see in myself sometimes. He always sees more that more capacity in me than I think I'm capable of, but it's often um, what God's doing inside of me and Raz is able to call it out and speak life into that. Also, it's, um, you know, somebody that is going to really help you strive toward interdependence, um, meaning uh, it's not a codependent relationship. You both have your own life your own call, and yet those things blend together as well uh, to become one. And so if someone can't function without you, then that's a sign that that's probably an unhealthy relationship or if they violate boundaries all the time. But if somebody 
um, strives to really become interdependent, they're going to encourage you to keep going and become better. And you spur each other on, not that you're competing, but that you complement each other. That's so important. And um, we talked earlier about uh, having those loved ones around that want the best for you. Um, Roz had a, one couple in particular that um, I actually knew from high school. We were in the same youth group together, so they knew me from way back when, um, who were kind of the gatekeepers. They would tell them, hey, that person's not a good fit for you. That person's not a good fit for you. And Fortunately, they liked me. I don't know how I got through because they had very high standards for Roz and um, weren't going to let him marry someone that wasn't a good fit again. And so um, having those people around you that you trust, um, but also knowing, too, sometimes there are folks that are so protective of you that it's going to take them a little while to warm up to that person. Um, I mean, my... I love my parents and they, they wanted to make sure I was marrying the right person. And we fell in love very quickly. So they were, you know, they wanted to get to know Roz a little better before they were going to give their blessing on the marriage. And of course they love Roz now and fully embrace him. But you know, at first it was kind of a, you all are moving really quickly. Like we want to get to know this guy first, just to make sure he was really good, a good fit for their daughter. So those are some of the red flags in dating. And then also, you know, some of the green flags, uh, what we'd advise, you know, our single friends, what we see a lot is they jump in from relationship to relationship, never take the time to heal before they go into the next relationship. Um, and maybe, um, you know, they're coming out of addiction or those types of things. And so relationship kind of derails their progress or that person that, other, you know, becomes the center of their attention. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a balance, um, really deciding what is the point of dating. I think that, you know, setting that kind of objective for yourself is crucial. Is it to lead to marriage? Is it companionship? Whatever it may be, I think that vision for your life is going to determine your objectives in terms of how do you live that out day to day? Um, are you obsessing over dating apps? Are you obsessing over having to meet someone and creating this unrealistic pressure on yourself? Yeah, and just being okay with being single. I mean, it, it you might have to wait for the right person. Don't feel like you always have to be dating someone. I know it can be so lonely, but find those life-giving friendships. Find those groups to be a part of and really lean into God um, in those seasons of singleness because it is if you are constantly hopping from one relationship to the next, trying to find someone that can also be a, just kind of a check to ask yourself, God, am I trying to find my worth in another person or God is my worth in you? Um, if your worth's in the Lord, it should be that freedom to be single and be okay with that. Not that you don't want to find someone, you can keep praying for the right person, but you if you're always hopping from one relationship to the next, or if the person you're dating seems to be one that always is hopping from one relationship to the next, that's an indicator of maybe there's a little deeper digging that needs to be done in your own faith and life. So we want to hear your thoughts. Please share the podcast with others. And if you have any ideas of what you want us to really address or just tackle, we'd love to hear from you. And we wanted to close this one with a prayer for all of our single friends out there. I know it can be hard. So 
um, receive this prayer of blessing. God, we thank you for the ways you work in just the right timing. I pray for our single friends that you would just meet them in that singleness, that you would build them up, that you fill them with your love for them, Lord, and that in just the right time, you'd bring that person, if they're supposed to marry, um, God, let it be someone that they would be able to serve you better together than they can apart. God, you know the desires of their heart. And so, God, I just pray you'd meet them in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Have a great week. See ya. God bless you.